This week on What Do You Got? The History of the Weird Relationship Between Humans and Animals. Ooh. And is meditation bullshit? Stay tuned. Yes. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is What Do You Got? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> It's where we get a random topic, and uh, we just bullshit about it, because the other person doesn't know about it. So let's get right into it. Tim? Is meditating bullshit? No, I was just kidding before. So I'm going to come at this, and this is why I brought this to the table, because I was driving the other day, doing one of those like thoughtful drives where like you just think random shit. Yeah. And I have two versions of this in my head. On one side, I'm like, there is probably probably proven fact that meditating and like relieving stress and all of that probably has benefit to people out in the world at large Mm -hmm. and then the other side of it i heard it i forget who it was charlie manson who charles manson no okay what when would i have listened to i don't know i was just throwing things in there to confuse you i am confused okay (laughs) no i've heard celebrities be like you know i was on the fence about this so I went back to my house and I meditated. I'm sorry. Who did you say did this? Just celebrities. And who did you say did this? Celebrities. Celebrities. Okay. Thank you're, you. You're ruining my topic. You just you just explained uh, why that's bullshit. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to help your case here. A celebrity no, ser- said that they seriously. went home and meditated on it. Okay. So, so like on one hand, I'm like, ah, probably as benefit. But then you hear people be like, I meditated on this and now I understand. And you're just like, oh, fuck off. It's a very loose term. Fuck off. Yeah. Meditation, I think, is a very loose term for most people. Yeah. I think some people actually do the what we all think of as meditation. But I think a lot of people, they just think about things for a little bit. Yeah. I will they say. consider it meditation. I will say that I learned, because they keep telling you when you meditate, or this is what I heard my entire life, when you meditate, you must clear your mind. And I forget who I heard this from recently, but. I heard that that is not true because it's almost impossible to completely clear your mind. So if that's what you're trying to do, you're setting yourself up for failure. Instead, focus on one thing and one thing only, usually breathing. That's why they tell you to do that. Yeah. 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 So uh, I have a lot of comments on this, actually. Go ahead. So this is why we talk. I do not think that meditation is bullshit. Now, well, you're wrong. There's ex- <laughs> there's uh, there's extremists in everything, right? There's okay. people that you know tell you that vegan diet will cure you and make you look like Thor from Game of Thrones. Fair. Um, whatever, pick your poison. There's a bullshit artist in every fucking walk of life. So, I I think that meditation has many different levels to it, um, and this is just from my version of what I'm looking at meditation as. Right? Meditation yeah. is. A thing that you're doing to get yourself in a certain mindset, right? Yeah. You're trying to get yourself in a certain mindset. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking practically and just all kinds of meditation, when you listen to a song at the gym that gets you fired up, you're kind of meditating. Okay. So we all have that one or two songs where if you're going to put extra weight on the bar or you're going to try to go the extra mile or not really feeling it today, so you know, you're going to put on a song – because you've that's your go-to song. Yeah. And every time you play that song, it 
brings something out of you. It puts you in a different state. Kanye West stronger. That you, yeah, that you were not previously in, right? Harder, better, faster, stronger. See, he's doing it right now. Now I want to work out. But it does do something to you. Yeah. You could be yeah. basically ready to pack your bags and leave the gym. Okay. And then that song comes on and you're like, fucking boom. Your state of mind changes. It's the only catalyst. Nothing else happened. The only thing that changed was the song came on. But you've trained your brain, whatever reason why you like that, that when that song comes on, this is what happens, right? It's like, that's why a lot of sports teams and stuff like that have rituals, like when they get pumped up or whatever, because every time they do that, you have a muscle memory, your brain has a memory. So it's, it's everything's getting fired up to get ready to go to war or get ready to do whatever you need to do. So those are like very little tiny examples of like certain kinds of like meditation. So you're basically I'm talking about traditional meditation. Yeah, like you're equating meditation. I'm saying as that, a similar pedigree as like any other mental trick, almost kind of. Yes. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that is if if meditation um, is a mountain, like those are like the little surrounding hills. Okay. Right. You're not climbing the mountain of meditation, but you're in the arena. Right, you're you're flirting with going up that mountain. So, uh, when you're focusing on the breathing, right, of meditation or of yoga or of um, you know medit you know just meditating, like I said, they have to you have to focus on something. You are trying to get to a place, I believe, where you're not thinking about anything. You're just in yeah. the present. Yeah. But the way that you have to get there is you have to shut everything else off, right? And the only way to shut everything else off is to intensely focus on one thing. Because once you're in that state of focusing on that one thing, you get to a point. This happened twice when I was – because I've, I've done this several times, like when I was rehabbing for – What, meditation? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, not a fucking – just a like very – like novice level shit. Guru Smith here. But it only happened twice and I probably did it. It was mixed in with like a, it's like a yoga type of meditation, right? So just sitting there and, and breathing. But what happened was it got, it only happened twice, okay. two different occasions. And I probably tried it a two dozen times. So you get so focused on the breathing that you get to a point where you're continuing to do what you were focused on, but you're not, you're not, Doing it. Just yeah. like we're not thinking about taking air in, taking air out right now when we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to that level, but everything else kind of just gets shut off. And it's like you're in this you're in this space where it's like completely cut off, but at the same time it's very open to I, everything else around. And you don't you're not really in like a total control of what you're doing because you've been in that state of like, well, I'm just going to breathe. So your body's basically being like, we're, we're programmed to just sit here and breathe, 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 breathe. So you don't have like a conscious control of like, I'm going to get up right now. You're kind of like almost like deer in headlights, kind of just like observing, but it's very strange because the feeling that I got from those two times, it was, it was almost spooky okay. and scary how, not anxiety shit I had for that two minutes. Didn't last very long. Yeah. Yeah. But it was almost like, holy fuck. Like, like that's possible. Like it almost was like, I wish partly that I didn't do it because it took so long to get there that like, 
it was like I have to do this every fucking time, and sometimes it doesn't even fucking work. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a runner's high. Yeah, sometimes yeah. when you're going, it doesn't work. But um, I don't think it's. I don't know what I would use that for, other than just to try to like calm down and relax. Well, they say it has long term benefits, the same way that oh, you know who really pissed me off? Someone that I work with. Oh, I need to stop naming. Names. I thought you were gonna name a group and get us kicked off YouTube. No. No one pisses me off, Joe Rogan. Okay. Canceled. Um, yeah, like people watch us. Um, <laughs> no, a woman I work with, basically point blank, I came back from the gym. This was back when I was like in the height of working out. And like my body was starting to feel great. I was starting to feel great. I wasn't ashamed to take a shirt off. Yeah. Like that, that level of stuff. And she was like, oh, do you feel more energy right now because you're back from the gym? I'm like, well, no, not right this second. She's like, oh, I thought you get more energy when you, when you work out. And I was, I was like, ugh. You do. You do, but not literally in that moment. It's you an like overall. It. Yeah. It's an it's a it's a it's a marathon. Yeah. Not a sprint. Yeah. But I've heard that um meditation has the similar benefits. If you meditate regularly, life itself becomes less stressful in the same manner that working out will make life will make you have more energy. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that cuz um, when I used to do the, you know, jujitsu, whatever to fuck with, you know, the guys I used to train with, yep. uh, at the house, um, there's a very strange thing. Like when you're in some days we would, you know, cause we're fucking meatheads. We would try to beat the shit out of each other, but there's something really special that happens there where you can't really worry about too many things when someone is trying to submit you or punch you in the face. Like you can't worry about like oh my job or like oh my girlfriend is mad at me or i gotta pay bills like that shit is obsolete like it doesn't exist yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it, it can't exist if it does exist in your world at that time you're you're not gonna you're not gonna be there very long because you just allowing external things to go in there is just not it's not the it's process not for for getting to where you want to be in that particular moment so there's a very strange thing that happens where like after you're done you have like this very awkward relaxation and calmness where um, you're, you're, it's almost like you're too tired and you got every bit of like frustration and anger and bullshit. And it's like somebody bled you of that. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. all the poison has been drained out of your blood. And, you know, next couple of days it'll refill again. You got to drain it again. But after that moment, for the next even couple hours, it's like the the level of stress and the level of shit that's on your mind is is almost none. There's almost nothing. And there it's a quick way to get a slight feeling of what it would be like to meditate. Okay. Because meditation requires a lot of discipline, a lot of discipline to basically get you in a point where uh you get that aha moment, Oprah shout out. Uh and you know, some people can't do it. Some people, you know, don't want to do it. They don't have the patience for it right away. They don't have the time to sit around and do it. But yeah. if you put somebody in a position where you're in control and you're basically going to smack them around until they learn to defend themselves, not hurt them, but put them in very stressful, high-stress situations where it's very clear the rules. This will not stop until you get out. And that's a very quick way to access that part of your brain. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like a it's like a cheat code almost. Like you're gonna have to take a little bit more 
you know, a little bit more hostile road, but you're going to get to the finish line quicker. It's not the same experience as it is with the meditation because the meditation was just like, it's almost like I feel like I'm bullshitting when I say it too because it's it's so hard to. Oh God, you're becoming a celebrity. To describe. No, I'm serious. Like it's you don't know when it I found my inner peace. No, it's not like that. It's like I transcended. You're sitting here, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What and the I, fuck was that?" Then I shot fire out of my arms. Hadouken. Yeah, you're just like what? Like what the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah. But yeah, I think it works. All right. Maybe yeah. I'll give it a go. Right. You should. You should try it. I'll try one day. I would try doing it, and this is when I had the success with it. You, I would turn the lights only like leave one light on, uh, and keep your eyes closed uh, when you're doing it. Because yeah. I found myself really, really distracted by even something as simple as like the the light being too bright on my eyelids. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you almost have because to when there's nothing, you focus in on all the little things. Yes, and you can't lay. I wouldn't recommend laying down because I tried that and I would just pass out. So don't do that. Fair. Fair. fair okay. Fair. All right. Switching gears. Andy, what do you got? All right. A little bit of nerd shit here. You have to start using capital letters. I don't. I did that purposely twice just so you would mention it and I won't forget again. I literally put the history and I was like, he's going to yell at me for that. It, it's We're going to be talking about a serious goddamn topic. Yeah. Relatively so, serious. So – uh, let's talk about the histories of uh, histories, the history of animals and people. Okay. Okay. Specifically, how certain animals allowed us to get to where we are in civilization. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I know that you had some input on this. I don't know if you want to go first with it, or do you want to just jump right into some animals? Well, let me talk uh, vaguely about. We had very, very, very briefly mentioned that this was going to be your topic, so I already yes. have this in my backpedal. But not too long ago, maybe a year, maybe two years ago, my favorite YouTuber in the world, CGP Grey, you guys should go check him out after Shout watching out. this video, uh, had a video called Why There Was No American Pox. I think it was a two-part video. And he goes into, long story short, um, he talked about how Europe was riddled with disease and America with all the Native Americans and whatnot wasn't. And the biggest reason behind that was because America did not have domesticated animals. Uh, a lot of the world didn't have domesticated animals. And he started going into uh, implications of that and why and all this other stuff and like the checklist on what you need to make a domesticated animal. A domesticated animal needs something that is relatively um, uh, nonviolent, relative because almost all animals out there have some level of violence to them. But you're finding a wild chicken is not going to be the same thing as finding a wild uh, buffalo. Um, you, they have to have some level of family hierarchy. Uh, and the greatest example of that is horses versus zebra. Horses have a clear alpha. So if you're able to replace the alpha quote-unquote horse with humans, if they look at you as the alpha, they will follow you to a degree. They will literally follow you. They will see you in charge, whatnot. Zebras like to hang out in packs, but they don't have a family hierarchy. So they tend to just be dicks. 
So that is why in Africa, they've never successfully domesticated zebras. They've captured zebras before, but zebras will never look at you and be like, I, I follow you. He'll look at you and just be like, I'm going to fucking bite you. Yeah, zebras are assholes. And that is why, because they don't have that hierarchy. They don't have a sense of, I will follow him. Um, there's that. There's They have to be <laughs> capturable. And they were talking about in uh, North America specifically, they were like, there was a lot of great food sources that you could hunt. But you can never tame them and grow them yourselves like deer. Catch a deer. Okay. Try to keep it contained. Try to put a fence up. Yeah. They'll, they immediately leave. They jump right over. They don't care. They jump right over whatever fucking thing you give them. Cows, you can capture them. You can put up a, a pen. And then they're like, oh, grass? I'll stay forever. Yeah. There's also there's also the aspect of you want to get the most bang for your buck. Y- yeah. That's uh, the other thing. Deer are very lean. They don't carry a lot of fat on them, and they're not very big. Yeah. Uh, cow, on the other hand, you can fatten them up. Yeah. Uh, they're not fast moving. They don't require a lot of anything, really. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know they're pretty chill. Yeah. So it, it it I think that's part of the process. Deer are definitely way more uh, difficult to keep penned in, though. Yeah. Because oh. they will get out. Cows can't really Absol- hop. Ab- absolutely. So, long story short, that's why CGP Grey, on top of why diseases exist, diseases exist more or less when bacteria or viruses jump from one host to the other and are no longer beneficial. So, uh, Europe grew in size rapidly, and people didn't have the sanitary concepts that we do now. Yeah. So, disease like there, there would just be pigs in the street, and so does bacteria jump from the pigs. people also shit and pissed in the street yeah exactly so uh and because europe was exposed to disease they became immune to disease immunity theory or uh what is it herd immunity um but america has never got that sort of thing so long story short he basically was saying that because europe and asia to a degree and some parts of africa not a lot but some parts of africa kind of like lucked out with what they were able to domesticate um taming is not the same thing as domestication um, but they lucked out with not just what they could domesticate, but the amount of things they could domesticate. Yeah. So and how did this prevent the disease? They got disease early. Okay. So that's why there wasn't. So we, we had, so Europeans had disease, but because they had had disease for so long, they had built up immunity to yeah. disease. So when the Europeans went over to the Americas, they still had the diseases. Yes. They're like sewer rats. They, yeah, they were sewer rats. And then when they met Native Americans, they gave them the diseases, but there was no immunity there because they had never. Well, it's almost like the same thing where like some some cultures are not very tolerant of alcohol because in their history, they never had alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have very anything similar. in their body that can properly process it or break it down like people from Europe can. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's yeah, it's like what's yeah. in your culture. Some people from certain places like super, super spicy food. Yeah. So that was the whole point. He just said that Europe and Asia grew to be such the size that they were and so much more advanced because they had animals helping. Like you had, you would have bulls and oxen that were able to help with, um, uh, I almost said migration, help with irrigation and all that other cool stuff. You could eat animals. You had dogs well, think, and cats think... and all that other good stuff. And the only thing that the Americas had were llamas. Horses. That South, no. Horses came from Europe. Yeah, but, but what what time period are you talking about? Throughout history. Up, in, up until recently. I mean, horses have only been in 
in the Americas for the past 400 years. Yeah. But I, I mean, up until that point, I mean, Europe hit the bronze and the Europe, Asia, and like the northern parts of Africa, the Middle East there. They had all these animals, so they progressed so much rapidly yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. history, but the rest of the world didn't have that. Yeah, I don't think part. the uh, um, also too like the talking about. I think horses was one of like the biggest, which is one of the ones I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, I ranted for a while. Your turn. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, horses was is is a weird one, right? Because uh, there were some cultures like we were talking about a couple times, like the you know Genghis Khan, you know conquered the had one of the biggest, if not one of the biggest landmass empire of all time yeah. uh it was solely because of the horse yeah and it's such a versatile animal that you literally just have to feed it and you could basically live off horses if you yeah. have enough of them you really don't need too much else you know if you know how to you know properly yeah use the horse or whatever but also other animals like we take a lot of them for granted like cats and dogs and cows and shit like that um what's crazy is that Back in the like the mid medieval ages and even before that, um, cows weren't big. No. Yeah, they were like the size of big dogs. Yeah, like Great Dane type sizes, and um, it actually set a lot of limitations on certain things because they weren't that big. And the same thing with horses. Horses weren't that big either. If you go back to like, you know the, uh, I forget what time period it was, but somewhere uh, when they started making like. Uh, heavy armor very popular a lot of horses weren't big enough to hold men with the armor oh, so, they, so they couldn't use them for that which is crazy that is really crazy yeah so it's it's really uh amazing like the 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 partnership that certain animals and people have together like again we were talking about old civilizations storing food which is again uh, going back to Egypt, one of the most advanced early civilizations, they worship cats. Rats like to eat food. Yeah. Grain, which is easily stored back then, doesn't really spoil as long as you keep it dry. Uh, you got a bunch of cats running around. No, they don't. They don't eat grain, but they will eat rats and mice. So they keep everything sanitary. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And, yeah, and the same things with dogs. Like dogs were actually used as like work animals. They were for a lot of th like a lot of dog breeds were specifically bred as work animals and also as war animals. Uh, I know specifically Rottweilers were used as like to pull sleds for farmers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But they were also used by the Roman Empire as as war dogs as well, which is fucking crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking dude. Imagine like having a whole regiment of like a thousand dogs and their only job is to get you like just to get you just to get you fucking I forget what civilization it was, but there was a civilization known to gift. If you didn't like someone, if you were a rich person and you really didn't like them, you would gift them an elephant because elephants are relatively useless and they require. Oh, you mean like, like you gift them to it as a, as some like here, you take care of this now. Yeah. I, oh, it's going to bother me. That There's only a couple places in the world that have elephants. It's going to bother me that I don't know who this is or the time period. So. I'm guessing it's somewhere in India because African elephants are not friendly. Yeah, it must be somewhere in India. But, like, if you were socially higher than someone and you didn't like them, you would give them the elephant because you're higher than them, so they can't get rid of it. 
because that would be rude. Yeah. And that would be definitely frowned upon. But now they have an elephant. Now they have to feed the elephant. Do you know how much it costs to feed an elephant? It depends, though, because some cultures have run their civilization around the elephant. Some, Yeah, but practical I'm, – I'm not talking like I'm gifting you a war elephant. Let's go conquer some Romans. No. I'm talking like, hey, this is a nice house you got. Be a shame if there was an elephant. So if you're like an IT guy and you get an elephant to take care of, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine there was an elephant in your yard and you couldn't get rid of him and you had to feed him. Current day. Yeah, that's a little. Who the fuck is gifting elephants nowadays? People that want to piss each other off. That's a that's a really fucked up, fucked up thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were also used as even all the way back uh, in Carthage as as war war animals but they were found to be um very like temperamental yeah um and easily spooked i they would a lot of times freak out and kind of trample their own guys or go wherever the fuck they wanted to i heard from my history teacher in high school so take this with a grain of grain of salt because it's a history teacher from high school yeah but they were used more as showmanship than anything else like people would look and be like oh what the fuck is that uh i'm sure the intimidation factor was definitely a part of it but uh the other thing too is that back in the day um that would have been weighed against how effective they actually were and if uh that guy hannibal marched them over the alps uh to get it to go into rome um if i don't know if he would have risk doing that if they weren't if he didn't think that they were a staple part of his purely for showmanship purposes, yeah. yeah but i don't think i mean they're obviously not as popular as the horse they're too big hard i'm sure they're fucking way harder to train um plus in, it, going back to feeding them like that's what i mean they're too big they, they cost too much to yeah, upkeep yeah um but it also too like th- just think of the mass the sheer mass numbers of horses that probably existed and i don't know you know how you hear that thing like oh there's more trees today than there was you know five thousand years ago yeah like those kind of numbers but if you think the main mode for transportation for a lot of he's been in here all day the main mode for transportation for many civilizations or the most effective mode was the horse it was and if you think about how many millions of horses like just go back to genghis khan they said that Every dude in that army, which was over 100,000 men, I believe, had 5 to 12 horses. It doesn't even make sense. A piece. A piece. That's crazy. I didn't know that. What the fuck? Yeah, what what the fuck indeed? All right, so. What would you need 12 horses for? Oh, uh, because. This is my Tuesday horse. Well, they would milk them. Yeah. Drink the milk. They would also slice their necks drip the blood of the horse into the cup of milk and drink that when they couldn't find food. They would slaughter the older ones and eat their, eat the meat. Yeah. So what do you, if, if you had to pick an animal as like the most important animal in human history, you're that's crazy. Cause there's like 10 different aspects you can go. I know public works being, I mean, you can't deny that every animal has its role in, like, I think if you take any one of the main animals out, like, let's just say dogs, cats, horses, and livestock. We'll just put livestock in the same thing. If you take even one or two of those specific animals within livestock out, that changes history. That changes history. 
A thousand percent that changes history. Right? You take cows out of the equation. You can no longer sustain large populations. You lose a, a giant source of food that you can choose when to eat it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, shit, the cows didn't come in this year. It's not a crop. Even even but, current day, you take cows out of the population. I mean, we're... Yeah. We would have a lot of problems. Yeah. So it's hard to deny that. But even something as small as cats, uh, sanitation issues, they kept food from spoiling, from rats... Excuse me, from rats eating and shitting in it. Yeah. And we know now that the bubonic plague was spread from mice and rats if cats didn't exist maybe there would have been a second type of plague the i population. mean population yeah every rat that you don't kill how many rats comes out of that rat yeah crazy crazy thoughts no about the dog there were hunting dogs 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 have played a huge part in civilization I think they're more so on a – I think they would probably be more beneficial, not so much on a on a large scale that you can measure. Yeah. But they're more so like, okay, uh, we're going to have dogs stand guard. Anytime something comes in, it's going to bark. I think dogs were one of the first domesticated animals. Yeah. Because – They definitely were because how long does it take to get a wolf to turn into a chihuahua? I'm going to guess a long time. You can get an animal to go big fairly quickly as long as you have another big one to mate with. Just keep breeding the bigger ones. But together. trying to get it down to a fucking chihuahua. That takes effort. That's got to take a long time. That's got to take a long time. Right? No, in all seriousness, I do think that dogs were one of the first ones. And I think there was a protection thing there, both against outside animals and protection against dogs themselves because – wolves suddenly instead of becoming uh you're not no you're no longer fighting with them for a food source you're teaming up yeah make your enemy your friend yeah i think that's exactly what happened and all of a sudden everyone got along it's a give and take relationship which is almost every single um every single animal that we have that's important throughout the history there's always a give and take relationship it's either, hey, you feed me and make sure nothing kills me, and I'll let you eat me. Yeah. Or, hey, listen, you feed me, and I'll, I'll fucking let you know when somebody's coming through the back door. Or even fucking oxen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you want to plow this entire field by hand? Just going to feed no. you. No. Feed me, and yeah. I'll, I'll help you do it. Yeah. Think about that. Think about how big irrigation became because we had large animals to pull Things. That's it. Only, it's only possible by that way. Exactly. That's that's the only. Exactly. That's it. There's no other. If you don't have large mass animals, you can't move shit. Exactly, and it's because of that that we were able to um, selectively start breeding food too, because like corn and broccoli and all these things that we take for granted these days were not naturally found like that. You would have like minuscule versions of those things, but because we were able to grow them on the scale that we did we were able to selectively breed food i know that but do you know why do you know why i'm phrasing that it's obviously not breeding food but you're cross-pollinating different strands but the main reason is that it gave us free time i'm serious people don't you don't really innovate on a mass scale until you have 
certain people that have a lot of free time. Yeah. If if you don't have certain animals for for like horses to 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 go fast between places, uh, ox to help you plow the fields, you know, if you're busy smashing rats all day in the fucking granary, you're dude, not gonna have time to sit around and be like, well, how can we, dude? Can I can't build shoot a, a podcast. Shit? I have to make sure my wife and kid are fed. And exactly. If I don't feed them tonight, they're gonna die. But all these fucking like times when you have all these great um, leaps in thought. Yeah. throughout history is because people had time to sit the fuck around and not work all day. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't exist without animals. It doesn't exist without animals. It doesn't. I, have, I feel like if we don't say that dogs are the number one, we're going to get a lot of hate mail. But um, I'm putting them towards the lower end, to be honest. Yeah. I th- I'm not well, saying this, that they're not important, but, here's, but there's so much. This is how I we're look. We're going on long, just to warn you. That's so. fine. That's fine. People, If people haven't listened to this far, they're not going to listen to the rest of it anyway. Um. I feel like dogs are like the guy who helped you in the beginning get off your feet. Yes. And that can't happen or the rest of it can't happen unless that person or unless that person is there to, to do that. Right. He's the one that told you like, hey, you ever think about like planting shit? And you're like, no, I didn't. And he's like, you should try that. And then you go and create a civilization. But if the dog never said that, you'd be like, try to find some food today, buddy. <laughs> uh, but I think when the early relationship with dogs, again, it's like, hey, listen, you're better at making things stay the fuck away from me. And, like, I'm better at making sure we have constant food. So, like, let's just we'll, keep that we'll together. together. Yeah. Um, but I think that after that, it was more of a, you know, it's a bonus to have dogs around. Yeah. But it's not a staple at least from the top of our dumb brains, like a horse is. And you know what? Because, like, even like cats, like cats, dogs don't kill things for fun. The only reason why cats work for pest control is because they kill shit for fun. That's it. If cats only hunted when they were hungry, they would kick those cunts right out of the city because there's no need to have them there. Yeah. They only work because they're savage fucks that just kill shit for fun. Dogs don't do that. Dogs don't do that. Little dogs do. For, for the most part, dogs don't do that. Yeah. There are certain dogs that do that. Yeah. I think dog was that first best friend who, who helped let you start the fucking company. And, you know, he just was with you the whole way, so you kept him around. I'm going to go with the chicken. Is the most important. Chicken. Self-sustaining. Can it, feed itself. It's the most important throughout the human the evolution of humans? Yep. I don't know. It cleans things. Keeps bug populations bug down. Bug population. I, f- I really think that... You can uh, mass produce them. I have no evidence to back up the chicken. I'm just throwing them out there. I think the horse is the gateway to almost everything. No, chicken. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, uh, no, five chickens will kill a horse. <laughs> I think it, if it's easier to, to tame and corral cows and livestock on a horse. You don't have to corral a chicken. It get you. It gets used to a home. That's oh, true. And then that's home. That's it true. It will come back voluntarily. But just you need a dog to guard the chicken coop. No, you don't. Chickens get eat all the time. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, that's not true. What happened to your chickens? Hmm? They flew away. What about your ducks? Shut up. <laughs>
My ducks were the saddest story. We're going to end this with a real quick sad story from my childhood. I had to win that conversation. My, my <laughs> Sorry. Nope, nope. It's, it, we're going into this. I used to have three ducks. We had Jesse, who was named after a coworker of mine back in my Craigmere days. What's up, Jesse? We had Jordan. He would jump really high. Whenever I would catch them when they were ducklings, he would wait and wait, and then he would jump out of the box. Okay. So that's after Michael Jordan. That's why he was named oh. Jordan. And we had Runt. Runt's feet were crossed. They were too bowed. So when he would try to run, he would trip over himself and fall. So Runt didn't last long. He got eaten by a fox real fast. Okay. Then there was Jesse and Jordan. They became lover ducks. Ducks are, um, whatchamacallit? Notorious rapists? No. Yes, they are. Shut up. They are. I'm telling a heartwarming story. And you're like, he's raping her. No, ducks are, ducks are monogamous. When mo- a lot of bird species are monogamous, once they find a pair, they'll find a pair, f- a mate, they'll mate for life unless something happens. So one day I come home from work and there is Jordan just in the middle of the yard. They have a big pond. They had a big pond to play in. Jordan's just looking down in the middle of my yard. We get closer and he's looking down at Jesse's dead corpse. Oh. Jesse was killed. By? I'm assuming hawk. No, probably like a raccoon or something like that because uh, it wasn't wasn't like decimated, but she was mangled. Yeah. And so for the rest of Jordan's days, he was alone in the pond. Circling. Going, just circling. I did eventually get him a new buddy, and then they were both eaten. Are you sure about the duck monogamy? Because, um, not a hundred percent, absolutely not. But I'm, I'm pretty sure ducks are like notorious sexual predators, and it it's so bad that the female duck's reproductive organ is a labyrinth, and the male duck's penis is like two feet long, and it's shaped like one of those straws with all the twists in it. And what happens is they're so notoriously known for like basically duck rape that. They have to make these like traps in their vaginas so that not just any duck can go in there. So it has like it's like one of those little puzzles in the newspaper where like there's a bunch of dead ends and there's only one path. I'm just going to do this just so you can see your reaction real real quick. No, no, I'm not going to look at. No, I'm not going to look at a duck penis. What, What are you doing to my life? Look, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I know. It's pretty foul. That why? Hey, get it? <laughs> no, but we have mallard ducks over here. We get the same couples every year. I don't know if they. I'm just. I've seen videos of like gangbang duck things on Nature Is Metal. I believe. Um, See, this is the difference between us. I'm it like, ruined my at, life. Look at these cute ducks, these monogamous ducks, and you're like, ducks are rapists. They're gonna fucking. They're out there slitting. I can't rapists. not know that they have two-foot swizzle stick dicks. I just can't not know that. They're this little thing with this giant hog. It looks like okay? a pixie straw. It looks like a pixie straw. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't happen because they're nice. <laughs> what, do you want me, what do you want me to tell you? It doesn't. What do you want me to tell you? Right. I don't know. All right, guys. I just like making Let us know what you think about duck dicks in the comments down below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the little bell notification. I actually had a conversation with my coworker today. She didn't know about the bell notification. Oh. To the right of the subscribe button, there is a bell. 
If you click that, that is how you ensure you get all of our videos sent to your phones and like the notification stuff. Otherwise, you're just subscribed and YouTube sucks and they won't let you know about us. So hit mm. the bell. The bell's important. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to go to brodownpro.com. We're constantly releasing new sales on all of our products almost every single Tuesday. So check out what is new. Other than that, I think we're at this bitch. Yeah, we're, we've beaten this duck dick topic into the ground. We'll catch you guys next That's time. That's all. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all